Hey guys, this is Chelsea Eithoven and you're listening to Vibrancy Radio. I spent the better part of two decades in pursuit of shrinking my body, but diet after diet, I still never felt enough. And I don't know about you, but the last word I would use to describe myself while on a diet is vibrant. After becoming a certified health and nutrition coach, I finally dropped the diets, learned to trust my body again, and rediscovered the vibrancy that was within me all along. And now I help women like you do the same. Vibrancy Radio is your new go-to resource for science-backed nutritional knowledge, major mindset shifts, and body image breakthroughs. So if you're ready to stop feeling so dang stressed about food all the time and start focusing on all the things that make you unique and vibrant, then welcome to the show. Hi, and welcome back to Vibrancy Radio. I am so happy to have you here, and I am so freaking excited today. You guys, I got one of those giant computer monitors, and it is biggest game changer in the entire world. So I have been working just on my normal laptop, but to be able to expand everything and see it so much bigger is like, I'm like, how did I even live before this? And I just started using it like an hour ago. I am so excited. And I know that's so random, but I love sharing some of that random stuff with you. And I always appreciate it when I'm listening to podcasts. So maybe you do too. Okay. So today we are going to talk about adulting. Okay, and I'm so excited to share this information with you because it's something that actually I've never heard anyone talk about, and it's just kind of a concept I came up with on my own, I think. I will say I think because you know how that happens. Sometimes you hear things and you forget about them, so I never want to claim that I fully made it up. I mean, you know, but it's just something I've observed, so I'm excited to share that with you. But first, I want to talk about what I've been loving, and last week, I was telling you about Sculpt Society, so I figured I would stick with continuing to tell you about another exercise thing that I love, and that is Class Pass. Now, in person, I have told so many people about ClassPass because I just assume that everybody already knows what it is, but everybody does not know what it is. Whenever I tell people in real life about it, they're always so surprised and they have no idea what I'm talking about. So I thought I would share it with you. So ClassPass is an app. And again, this is not sponsored. Nothing on this podcast is sponsored yet. This ClassPass is an app and you pay a certain amount per month. You can actually change how much you pay. I think it can be as little as $15 a month and maybe go up to $35 a month. And with that, you get to go to multiple different studios in your city. So workout classes. So different workout classes, different workout studios will sign up with ClassPass and you will be able to go to them without actually being a part of their studio or paying the like $20 one class fee. You know what I'm talking about when you go to a new yoga studio and it's like $20 to take one class and $50 to get five or whatever the case may be. You don't have to do any of that with ClassPass. You can look and see, you type in your location, and definitely before you purchase the app, make sure that they have it in your city. I know I'm pretty sure it's only around major cities, so definitely double check that before you get it. 
But as somebody who loves variety in their workouts, I mean, like, I am all over the board. I like, on a regular basis, I go to body pump, I go to a step class, which is so much fun. If you like dancing, it's a really fun way to do some cardio. So that's pretty much the only cardio I do, but I do body pump, I do step. I've even done some bungee dancing classes. I do aerial silks. I like to uh, go to dance classes when I can. I like to go to yoga, all kinds of yoga. I like hot yoga. You get the picture. I like to do all kinds of things. And if you are like me, then class pass is perfect for you. Oh my gosh. And how did I forget to mention bar? I love bar. I've been going to so many pure bar classes just using my class pass, which financially I wouldn't be able to afford all of these gyms, right? if it weren't for ClassPass. So it's a really fun thing. Definitely check it out. And as long as you're a part of ClassPass, then you can sign up for different classes every single day and try out all kinds of studios. So I originally got it because moving to a new city when I moved to New Orleans, I thought that would be a great way to experience different studios and workout facilities before I actually committed to one. I ended up loving it so much that I kept it anyways, and I'm happy I did because when we moved to Memphis, now it really broadens my options of where I can work out. So I love ClassPass so much, I swear they should be a sponsor of this podcast because I talk about them all the time, but check that out if you have never heard of it and you live near a big city. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic. Today, like I said, we're going to talk about adulting. We're going to talk about it in a little bit of a different way, okay, right? Everybody talks about how they hate adulting. I'm kind of the opposite. I kind of love adulting. Is anyone else with me or are you turning the podcast off now? It's okay. Not offended either way. But I am convinced that adulting is just the ability to parent ourselves. I mean, think about it. Like when people are talking about adulting, they're talking about doing the things that no one is forcing them to do, but that you have to do to survive, right? When we're a kid, somebody is telling us to brush our teeth. Somebody's rewarding us for eating our veggies, right? Nobody's doing that now, but you still have to do it. You've got to make yourself do these things, right? And sometimes it's a struggle, okay? I totally understand that. Now, when it comes to this, I feel like I've kind of noticed a pattern in the way that people, quote unquote, adult, right? Or the way that they parent themselves. And to me, as I was thinking about this, it kind of reminds me of actual parenting, right? Caveat, I am not a parent, so take everything I say with a grain of salt through that lens, right? I'm not a parent, so obviously this is not actual experience, but I have parents, so, you know, I I kind of have seen the different categories that parents tend to fall under in the way that they parent their children, right? So there's three types of ways that people parent and or parent themselves, right, aka adulting. Most people either fall in the category of like being a too tough love parent or being a yes parent, right? So what are those things? We'll talk about that in a second. But there is a third category, right? And we'll call this like a Goldilocks parent because a Goldilocks parent manages to hit that balance just right, right? Like they're giving tough love and setting boundaries and things like that. And also they're, you know, loving and compassionate and understanding when their kid isn't perfect, right? 
A too tough love parent is like way too hard on their kids, right? (laughs) Like way too hard on their kids and like never give any kind of leeway or any kind of slack for any mistake. And a yes parent has a really hard time saying no to their kid or setting boundaries, you know? And again, if you're a parent, please keep this in mind. I'm not coming from a judging place. This this podcast is not about parenting at all. This is just kind of an analogy to think about how we treat ourselves, right? So I think most people, when we're thinking about parenting, though, we look at that and we realize like being way too far one way or the other is not going to be beneficial, right? So like a yes parent, I think most people understand that we shouldn't say yes to every single thing a toddler wants, right? We shouldn't be saying yes when our toddler wants ice cream for breakfast, when they want every toy in the store. We're not just going to break the bank and buy it for them, right? It's unrealistic. When our toddler wants to go to bed at midnight or 2 a.m., right? We're not going to do that. So we're not going to let small children basically get away with murder. And again, some people are. And no judgment there because, again, I'm not a parent, not trying to judge. This isn't about parenting. (laughs) It's just an analogy. And I think we also all mostly agree, too, that we really shouldn't be an asshole and completely restrict our children from all fun and joy in their life, right? And or shame them until they cry every single time they make a mistake, right? That would be like the too tough love parent. Yet, I do find, at least mentally, most of us tend to fall on one end of the spectrum or the other when it comes to parenting ourselves, aka adulting. So I want you to think, which one of these, which end of the spectrum do you tend to fall under for yourself, right? When it comes to adulting and taking care of yourself, which end do you fall under? And I'll say I have actually been on both ends and also in the middle. And so this is where I why I wanted to talk about this topic because I've found some some interesting things about what happens on both ends of the spectrum and what happens in the middle. So where are you? Are you too tough love? right? Do you set near impossible standards for yourself and absolutely berate yourself when you don't meet the perfection that you were striving for? You know what I'm talking about? Leaning towards this end can really inhibit you from achieving your goals because every time you make a mistake or you have a setback or you're not perfect, you're going to look at it as a total failure, and you're going to totally beat yourself up, right? You are going to be so freaking mean to yourself. Instead of looking at mistakes or setbacks as learning experiences, when we're able to look at them as learning experiences and be a little kind to ourselves and understand that we're only freaking human, we're not robots, right? Then we can look at certain circumstances and mistakes with curiosity instead of judgment. And when we're looking at something with curiosity instead of judgment, we actually have the ability to tackle it again, right? We're motivated to try it again because we're beating ourselves up because we failed at something. Let me tell you something. I don't really want to try it again. (laughs) At least that's just me. I do not do well. I'm the type of person who I do better 
when I'm being motivated, right? When I feel good about something. And I would beg to differ, or I not beg to differ, I guess. I guess I would argue that most other people are like that too. I know some people say that the way that they have to motivate themselves is by being mean to themselves, but I would argue that that's a temporary solution, not a permanent solution, right? Because it doesn't feel good. And we're motivated by things that feel good. So anyways, right? So this kind of this kind of tough love, right? I want you to think about if this is you, right? And how you're being so, so hard on yourself, right? And compare this to when a child is learning to walk. When a, a small child is learning to walk, they fall down over and over and over and over and over again, right? You don't look at them and say, oh my gosh, you're hopeless. You're absolutely hopeless. You're never going to walk. See, see, you fell down again. You're never going to walk, right? Yet when we make mistakes, we understand that the child is learning through that experience. Yet when we make mistakes, we don't give ourselves the same kind of self-compassion. Is any of this ringing a bell to you, right? If so, you may be on that spectrum of being a little bit too tough tough love, a little bit more on that end of the Or are you a yes parent to yourself? You a little bit of a pushover, right? Do you say yes to every single desire you ever have whenever you have it, regardless of the effect it'll have on your life, right? Wine every night, even though it makes you perform suboptimally at work? Sure, sounds good. Skip an outdoor workout in favor of scrolling TikTok for the fourth hour in a row. Of course, sounds great. How about switching out meditation for Netflix? Because meditation is like yawn, boring anyways, right? Obviously, choosing the Netflix. If you lean this way when it comes to parenting yourself, you it can really stop you from achieving the things you want to achieve because you're not implementing some of the discipline necessary to grow and change and evolve as a person, right? It's just a part of life. It takes a little bit dis- a little bit of discipline to change human behavior. So can you see how being on either one of those ends ends up making it harder to achieve your goals, right? Now, there is a third option. And in my opinion, I think this is where true success is found and where growth happens. And that is the middle ground. And when you're in the middle ground, you're implementing healthy levels of discipline in your life that are necessary to achieve goals. Key there is healthy levels of discipline, not too much, right? I I say it like almost every podcast, but the poison is in the dose. Like I'm so big on that because it makes sense for so many things, right? But if you're in the middle, you're implementing that healthy healthy discipline and you're also exercising self-compassion when you're less than perfect or you don't meet your goals, right? You are being a Goldilocks parent to yourself. You're finding the just right spot in the middle. And this sweet spot is optimal for human growth. Again, this is all my opinion. This is all from my personal experiences. This is all from coaching other humans And by the way, teaching kindergarten, when I was teaching kindergarten, the concepts, these concepts totally relate, right? 
the kids who were so hard on themselves ended up not wanting to do their work because it's not motivating to feel like you have to be perfect. I definitely could notice those kinds of patterns even in five-year-olds. And I found that the children that were kind of right in the middle did the absolute best because they weren't afraid to make mistakes and they knew they could just learn and grow from their mistakes. But also they were motivated to keep trying, right? They were still doing some things that were pretty hard for them, right? So yeah, this is all my opinion and from my personal experience, but I think you might find this really relevant and you might, you know, say, hey, this really makes sense for me. So let's figure out which way you lean, okay? So I'm gonna give you a couple checklists and I want you to just tally up how many apply to you, okay? And I don't even know if they're the same amount, let me see. And whichever one you relate to more, if you're not sure which one you relate to more or you kind of recognize both of them in yourself, which is totally possible, but for the most part, I think we tend to at different times lean one way or the other. Let's figure out which one you lean towards, okay? So let's start with too tough love. Just just add up how many of these you relate to, okay? Number one. You haven't had sugar since 2012. Okay, well, technically, you are supposed to not have had sugar since 2012, but you mess up all the time and you kind of just hate yourself back into submission and guilt yourself back into submission when you mess up, right? Like every Monday, you're starting again with no sugar. Number two, you beat yourself up when you don't go to the gym six days a week for at least an hour long session. If you do anything less than that, plan is ruined. You're never going to get fit, right? Number three, if you go to the gym and you plan on doing the treadmill for 30 minutes and instead you do 28 minutes and seven seconds, you feel guilty about it the rest of the day. Like literally, you're just thinking about it like, oh my God, I didn't hit my 30 minute goal yet again. Number four, you have a constant soundtrack playing in your mind of how you're not good enough. There's just like a mean girl sitting in your brain telling you all day, every day how you're not doing enough. It's freaking exhausting, right? Oh, so exhausting. Number five, (laughs) you wake up at 5 a.m. for your perfect morning routine every single day, whether you got two hours of sleep or you got 10 hours of sleep. And you say things like sleep is for the week and truly non-ironically and you feel superior for that. That's definitely pretty tough love. Okay, please, please, I'm going to beg of you, get your sleep. It's the best thing you could ever do for yourself. All right. That was a side note, of course. Number six, you have a really hard time allowing yourself to relax because it's not productive and that makes you feel lazy. Number seven, you count macros or do some other kind of restrictive dieting. But if you count macros and you're five grams of carbs off in your day, then the next day you take away five grams of carbs because it must be perfect, right? And if it's not perfect, then you're not going to make progress in your mind, right? Do any of those sound familiar? How many of those did you check off? Did you checked off more than five, then you are probably being a little bit too tough love, or you are probably leaning on the spectrum towards the tough love, the too tough love parenting style 
for parenting yourself. Let's go through the other checklist. Let's see if you're being a yes parent to yourself. Number one, you haven't set a goal since 2012. (laughs) 2012 was like my number apparently. And that goal was like something super vague, like be nicer, right? Meh, it's just not worth the effort to set a goal. You always set them and you forget about them and it's like, uh, I'm just not even gonna worry about it, right? Number two, you never or very, very rarely say no to a craving, like ever. Even if you're trying to lose weight and you say you wanna lose weight or you say you want to change your eating habits, you, you just don't, you don't say no. If something is there and you want it, you're going to eat it. So then you blame the fact that you can't lose weight on the fact that people bring donuts into the break room at work, right? Not on the fact that you aren't saying no to said donuts. Number three, you frequently make plans to better yourself, like waking up a little bit earlier or, you know, insert said goal, but you you often make these little goals, but then when the time comes to actually do the thing, you don't follow through with it, right? So you say you're going to start waking up earlier. When the alarm goes off, you just turn the alarm off. You're like, oh, but it's so cozy in my bed. I don't want to move. Number four, you say that you'll go to the gym quote unquote, when you feel motivated to go. You never actually feel motivation, so you never actually go. Number five, you resist and avoid anything that makes you feel any kind of discomfort, right? So the workouts you do, you only do the things that you enjoy doing that don't feel uncomfortable. If you don't like speaking in public, you're gonna avoid all the kinds of things that have you speak in public. If you, you know, just any kind of discomfort in your life, you really, really, really avoid. And if you do feel some kind of discomfort, it's like a big, big deal, right? Number six, you may feel unhappy in your body, in your career, or in your life, but you just tell yourself it's okay because, and you insert some reason outside of yourself that you can't achieve what you want to achieve. For example, you might say, ugh, you know, I really don't feel happy with my body, but it's okay because I'm super busy. You know, I work a nine to five. I have kids. I have this. I have that. And you're, you're taking away the responsibility from yourself, right? So if you checked off more than five of those, and with that one, there was only six. The first one, there was seven. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. If you checked off four or more of those, let's say, then you might lean towards the yes parent side of parenting yourself, aka adulting. Now, I recognize that these may be really uncomfy to identify with. Either one of these is pretty uncomfortable to say, yeah, I see this, these parts of myself. I see these parts of me that I don't love and I don't know how to change. I see you, my friend. I feel you, you know, and wherever you are right now, I just want to let you know that I'm proud of you. You're doing your best and you have got this, right? Whatever your goals are and however you want to change your life to live a more fulfilling life, you will achieve your goals and you are on your way to living a super fulfilling life, right? And whichever one of those you you identify with, I want to offer to you that it might be helpful to find more of a place 
in the middle. Either extreme might not be benefiting you to the absolute fullest, right? So my question for you is this. If you were one of my my two tough love people, how can you give yourself more compassion and love and understanding on a daily basis? How can you ease up a bit and pay more attention to your successes rather than your fails? How can you speak more kindly to yourself? This will help motivate you to keep going and make failure feel less scary, which means you're going to go out on more limbs because you know it's okay to fail. And my friends who are closer to the yes parent dynamic, how can you set some healthy boundaries for yourself that will start moving you in the direction that you desire to be in? Where do you even want to be, right? That's the first thing to decide. What do you really want? And what are some small changes that you can make to get there? What do you need to say no to sometimes? What do you need to say yes to sometimes, even if it feels a little bit uncomfortable? What tiny steps can you take to start moving in that direction? In this place in the middle, the messy middle, my favorite place to be, there's less negative self-talk and there's more action. (laughs) Reaching our dreams, fulfilling our desires and our goals requires action, right? Actually doing the thing. We've actually got to move. And on either side of this, it's really hard to create action. In the middle, we can create an environment where we are being actionable. You have got this. I'm so proud of you for where you are. I believe in you. Oh, I just, I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And there is going to be so much more to come on this messy middle soon. And like finding a place in the middle, because I know a lot of you are listening to this podcast and you're like, okay, I know where I am now on this, but I don't know where to go from here. Don't worry, I have got you. Much, much more coming on this soon and talking about how to be actionable, move towards your goals, regardless of what those goals are, coming from a place in the middle where you are being that Goldilocks parent to yourself. You are taking action and implementing discipline and also giving yourself loving self-compassion every single day. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed making it for you. Please leave me a rating review for Vibrancy Radio and subscribe if you enjoyed listening so that you can know when a new podcast drops every single week and get notified. So new podcasts drop every single Monday. Pat on the back to me because I have gotten really consistent with dropping a new episode every single week and I'm really proud of that. Consistency is hard, right? (laughs) Anyone feel me on that? But there are ways to get consistent and so I am doing that. So anyways, subscribe, rate, review, and of course, follow me on Instagram at brightlightchels. Find it in the show notes and I will see you over there. I hope you have a really bright and vibrant day. Toodles, my friends. <laughs>